On the first Pasuk and Pasha's Bukha we find one of the most famous Rashi's in all of Torah. Rashi quoting a Medrash says, In that you should be toiling in the Torah. And the question is, why does the Torah delay in teaching us this essential lesson until Pasha's Bukha It would have been more appropriate to teach us this all-important principle in Pasha's Yisrael, right after receiving the Torah. So why does the Torah wait until the end of Sefer Vayikra to tell us that we need to toil in the Torah? Reb Chaim Shmulevitz asks even deeper, Why didn't Hashem give us the Torah by Kris Yamsuf? The Jewish people were on such an elevated level, as Chazal tell us, A maidservant experienced a greater degree of divinity than the great prophet Yecheskel ever saw. At the Yamsuf would have been the most opportune time for Hashem to give the Torah to Klai Israel. Why did Hashem wait almost two months on Har Sinai? to give us the Torah. So I'd like to share with you a fascinating insight from Rabbi Yosef Ber Salavechik Zetzel. He says, There are two famous mountains in Jewish history which are both known as holy sites. One is Hara Maria, where Akedah Sitzchak took place, later to become the Harabais, the mountain where the Beis Amikdash was built. And the second one is Har Sinai, the mountain where the Torah was given. Yet, there's something very different about these two mountains. After Hashem gave the Torah in Har Sinai and departed from it, the mountain reverted back into what it was before, inconsequential and insignificant. Today, Har Sinai possesses no inherent holiness. No one is barred from ascending it, despite the unbelievable holiness which once permeated the area. In contrast, Hara Maria, upon which the Beis Hamikdash once stood, is infused with eternal holiness and continues to remain holy to this very day. The highlight of every visitor to Israel since the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash has always been a trip to the Kaisel, the lone remaining remnant of the Beis HaMikdash, the site of Harabais. On the other hand, nobody desires to visit Har Sinai. We're not even certain where it's located. So why is there such an alachic distinction between these two mountains? How is it possible that Har Sinai, the place where the most seminal event in world history took place, today possesses absolutely no sanctity. In contrast, the Harabayas still retains its holiness until today. Says Reb Salavechik, this halacha is teaching us a deep fundamental lesson. If one wants to be holy, he needs to initiate it. A person cannot wait for that elusive moment of inspiration to inspire and elevate him. Rather, he must create the moment. And that is the difference between the two mountains. Har Sinai was the wedding hall where our marriage to Hashem took place. It was an incredible event. But what is important is not where it happened, but what happened. After a couple gets married, the location of where the wedding took place is no longer relevant. Why is that? Because they didn't put any effort into it. Before a wedding, the florist sets up the flowers, the photographer sets up the lighting, the band arranges the music, the caterer prepares the meal, and the parents pay for the wedding. What about the chas kala? What did they contribute? Nothing. They didn't expend any effort. They got dressed and showed up. That is why the location of the wedding is insignificant to them. Because all the details involved in the preparation of the wedding were arranged for them. They didn't contribute any expense or effort towards the wedding. What is important is that their devotion and pledge to each other endures throughout the marriage. Likewise by Matan Torah. It was Hashem who brought the holiness and incredible revelation to, uh, unto Har Sinai. 
Har Sinai's Kedusha was generated strictly by Hashem, specifically for this one-time event of Kabbalah Satira. Therefore, as soon as that event was over and Hashem withdrew His divine presence, the holiness from that mountain disappeared. Kal Yisrael did nothing more than just show up, witness it, and accept the Torah. Therefore, when the event ended, the holiness departed as well. In contrast, Hara Maria, who generated its holiness? Avram Avinu. The devotion Avram showed Hashem when taking his beloved son Yitzchak and binding him as an offering in Hara Maria forever left its imprint on it. It is Avram's heroics and his bravery that imbued Hara Maria with this great sanctity. And it didn't stop there. Later on, this became the place of the Beis Amikdash. That is where Kla Yisrael created holiness through their great sacrifice and effort of building it. And all the avoided that subsequently was performed over there. Therefore, that holiness is eternal, even 2,000 years after the physical structure has been destroyed. After a wedding, what's important is not the place, the location of the wedding, or all of its amenities, but rather that the chasna and kala remain devoted and committed to each other. Unfortunately today, people put more effort into preparing for their wedding than preparing for their marriage. And the wedding lasts 8 hours and a marriage can last 80 years. Think about that. So on Shavuos, we celebrate Sinai, the event, not the place. What transpired, not its location. After the revelation at Sinai, our commitment to Torah is what remains paramount. And that is what we celebrate on Shavuos. We celebrate it by living its message every time we study Torah and strive to live by its standards. Because true greatness comes from the holiness we generate far more than temporary holiness that was prearranged. Now we understand why the Torah was given to us on Shavuos and not by Kriyas Yamsuf. Specifically now, after seven weeks of Sphira, where we labored and toiled and exerted lots of energy to purify and sanctify ourselves to become a vessel to receive the Torah, only now are we in a position to comprehend the message of Shetehei Amelim B'Torah. It is only when we become a receptacle for Torah can this message truly resonate. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.